and welcome to Nearly Clickbait. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Hornstein, joined by my two other hosts, Rebecca Sharp and Brett Batten. What's Today, up? we're here with our guests, Noah Bosch and Dylan Berg. Hello. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had no choice. <laughs> Very so, much had a choice in this. You wanted to be here. Yeah, he was asleep like 20 minutes ago. I had to like literally drag him into the studio. Yes, yeah. he actually drove me here. Uh, who are you guys? We'll start with uh, Noah. What do you do? Who are you? Oh, God. Uh, I My name is Noah. I am a sophomore studying media and information here at MSU. I am the producer of the Beaumont Bulletin, the parody news show underneath the Telecasters Network. I also try to be involved in pretty much every other Telecasters show aside from video now. Um, I am the head writer uh, for Sideshow as well. What do you want to do when you grow up? I would love to be a staff writer. Uh, either on Cartoon Network or, let's say, HBO, Fox, basically some big TV network. I feel like it's a very stable job where I'd get to do what I want. Like, writing writing is going to be my career. That's what I want to do. I love film, uh, and I love anything in regards to it, like anything that makes a film I want to be a part of. So I'm trying to expand my area of expertise. Good stuff, good stuff. (laughs) Dylan, what about you? What's up with uh, you? Well, Who are you? I don't have uh, as many leadership positions as Noah, but um, but you're uh, number one in my heart. Oh, stop it, you. <laughs> um, well, I'm Dylan Berg. I'm also a sophomore here uh, at MSU, uh, studying media and information. Um, and although I do a lot of writing, I I do a lot of writing for uh, Beaumont Bulletin, Sideshow. I do a lot of uh, acting primarily um, in both of those, and then I'll do any tech work, behind the scenes stuff that. Uh, as necessary, I'll do some editing for episodes for both, um, but recently a lot of acting. Um, basically, for me, um, I'm a lot more on the film side. I know, like Noah, you said you like film, but I'm more of um, the person that wants to be, I guess, behind the camera or even in front of the camera, but I'm a lot more of like the cinematography of um, a lot of creative projects. But I do want to get better at um, you know, like lighting, audio, writing, just be that all-around person, but um, specifically video and video editing are my strengths. And there's, so, uh, there's something else that you do outside of Telecasters. What is that? Oh, yeah, I sing. I'm in an acapella group called uh, Capital Green here at MSU. Um, awesome, really awesome stuff. How come um, you've never sung for us before? I've never heard you sing. Wow, what are you talking about? on the about? spot like that. I just want to, yeah, I've... I'm like just learning and I've known you for like two years now. Yeah, and I, I mean, just, I'm like, you're in an acapella group. Yeah, I mean, I post a, a lot about it on like social media, but I mean, I guess it's not something that I really like walk up to people and be like, hey, I'm an acapella. <laughs> well, okay, well, first of all, thank you for doing that because I know people that do that. Oh, yeah, for not, sure. It's not good. Yeah, it's, we just came back from um, ICCA's uh, the past uh, weekend, which if you've seen Pitch Perfect, yes, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> But honestly, like because of acapella, I haven't been able to um, be as active in Telecasters uh, the past couple of weeks as I've been wanting to. But I've been still like coming to writers' meetings, and now we're finally getting uh, a little bit break because um, that's literally been consuming my life for like the past like two months. But uh, love the people there, but also miss the guys back here. So it's good to be back. Miss the guys back home. The boys. The boys. My little my little brother Jimmy back at home. <laughs> Um, so you guys are both part of Beaumont, um, Beaumont, which is like you said, very SNL oriented and live showy. I would say I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say SNL. I'd say more Daily Show or Colbert Report. Okay. In terms of like, uh, we don't really do sketches. We more try to do parody of whatever is in pop culture and in the news at the time. We try to make fun of like politicians and right. 
There's a, there's a lot of content. I would say there. though, for like weekend update, if you've seen weekend update on SNL, like the um, the headlines that we do uh, based off and of like characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where we basically um, will write headlines based off of stuff that we see like in the news, whether it's uh, local here in Michigan or throughout the rest of the country, and we'll add um, a little punchline on the end of the joke. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, a lot of stuff with like Daily Show um, when it comes to a lot of our other sketches, I think is pretty on the nose. Mm-hmm. So like. How's Beaumont doing? Just like, uh, what have you guys been up to? What, what plans do you have? Tell about all the fun stuff we've done this year. We've yes. done a lot of fun stuff. We, we've, done a, we've done a lot of really cool <laughs> stuff this year. So we recently just finished our speed dating uh, episode, which is one of my favorite things that we get to do on the Beaumont. Uh, it's basically we get to all create a character uh, if we want, and then we pretend that they're on a speed dating event pretty much. And uh, I am currently working on the edit for that. But it was super funny. We had a bunch of our... People who had not been on camera yet get a chance to be on camera, and they wowed me. It was insane. Uh, probably we our biggest. Do you hear yes. that? All of Beaumont Bulletin, you wowed Noah. You wowed. You wowed me. I'm very proud wow. of you. Wow. Probably the thing I'm uh, <laughs> still very proud of is our live shoot. So uh, we were meant Ooh. to. There was a big controversy with this last year. So we were meant to have a live shoot at the end of last year. However, last I was last semester specifically. Yeah. So unfortunately, that problems came about. And uh, it did not happen. So I was very disappointed. I knew that since we had more time, we had to make this big. So I can't remember who, who came up with the idea of making the live shoot have, like, two different parties. Whose idea was that? Um, I think I had asked you what, because, <clears throat> bless you if that was a sneeze. No, because I know I was texting you about it because I was going to make, like, graphics for social media and stuff like that. And I texted you. I was like, hey, like. Just let me know what the information is. And then you said, I think we should have a theme. And I was like, okay, cool. What do you think our theme should be? And I think it's way back, but I know you had given me options. And then the last option was like party versus party. I said, I think that works because we're such in a very political motivated time. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. words that I'm not using correctly. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. So we, we had a, uh, we had a live shoot, which was super fun. I think we had an audience attendance of about, uh, sorry, I keep tapping the counter. Uh, we had an audience attendance of about, I think, 35 people showed up to the studio. To, we literally filled all our seats, We filled much. every single seat, and we had 35 seats. Yeah, it was uh, like at least like double as our last live shoot, yeah. which was also our first. And we second actually had a record, at yeah, least second. for Beaumont, we had record-breaking views. So we had over 2,000 people reached by the video itself, and I believe 1.6 thousand views. 1.7. thousand views, which was, I think... Now, don't quote me on this, but the best we've had in about three years in terms of view count. You heard it here from from specifically Noah. Yeah, I just got to write this down real quick. Um, I'm just going to quote you. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, no, so that was was a ton of fun. And we, you know, big shout out to Danny. He's our audio technician here. But he actually directed the live shoot, and it would not have been as successful as it was without him. Uh, Also, shout out to Zach Hall. He was the one who helped us put the live stream together. And he's the reason we were able to live stream the entire thing. And he was a peach to work with. And he's a good teacher. He's a he's a very good teacher, yes. So that was that was something super exciting that we did this year. And honestly, we uh, we're just back to making regular content as of right now. We are planning on making another live shoot in April. And I think it was cool kind of making lemonade out of lemons type situation. But um after we figured out that we couldn't do our live shoot at the end of last semester, we ended up kind of making a hodgepodge kind of low budget, purposely bad 
uh, Beaumont the movie, and I'm doing air quotes. Oh, that I keep was forgetting hilarious. that people can't yeah, see that, me. That was done really well. And Thank we you. had a really fun time. We were just goofing around, made it purposely bad, purposely documentary. Style. I think it showed a lot of our personality and yeah. stuff that like really does uh, go behind um, yeah. the scenes of putting all this stuff together. Mm-hmm. And it, we have a very good group of people. Very good. I, I can see them making the show better as, with each year. I want to I want to reiterate uh, what Rebecca said because just as a producer. Um, I've been seriously blessed to have probably the best group of like like people that I could ask for to do this Beaumont shoot thing oh. because this like you know this show is not easy to put together it's it's different um, from all the other shows in the sense that we have like that studio time and there's a lot of positions you need to fill and everyone you know since it's kind of you know it's not, it's not the same way especially with, like, let's say the live shoot everyone has to be working in unison. You know, no one can have beef with each other. Yeah, no one true. can dislike each other. And I'm not saying the other telecaster shows that's a problem. It's just it's most you necessary. You have to be professional. You, you have, have to put to that aside. And you know these you know these people that we got a lot of them are freshmen, which impresses. Yeah, shout me out more. to like all the freshmen. No, we literally our entire like group has like skyrocketed in people. Like literally, when I first joined here, we probably had like maybe a third of the people that we do now. Yeah, it was and so small. I can't even imagine. They're like we have so many people now, but. <laughs> Like I can confidently say that not a single person in this group is just there as like fluff or mm-hmm. just like a filler person. Like everybody's on top of their game. Everybody's like willing to learn and do stuff like even on the fly most times. And they're, and all, they're all poop and hilarious. Yes, they are. They're all <laughs> extremely talented. And I hope not just the freshmen, but everyone else in Beaumont. I hope you know this. You are yeah, true. Because some of the newbies um are like. Juniors and yeah, exactly. Yeah. But just like all the new we people, we love them in just as equally. Mm-hmm. Any of the new people, yes. Yeah, I'll definitely say that. Um, Telecasters itself as a whole, mm-hmm. just this year has been remarkable. And just like we've done, you know, we've just talked about doing a live shoot with Beaumont stuff. We've done so many just as Telecasters. Why? Just we did like it's a vibe been crazy. Set, honestly, no, like every show is doing something different this year, mm-hmm. and it's like our community has just gone up and up and up. And I think that's a lot of. Uh, with cooperation between producers, writers, just general like keeping keeping communication between each other. Yeah, it's yeah, not I a lot of separation. Whoever which is really nice. Uh, the idea of just you know really pushing the like community aspect of the Telecasters. It was an extremely well thought out plan, and I think it's working like wonderfully so far. I want to say I know who it is, but I don't want to like give yeah, them all the credit. I don't want to give. Well, yeah, I don't want to give credit where it's not. You too. know who you are. I, yeah, you know who you are. Um, Good job. You're, you're a good friend of mine. Telecasters itself has been really, really good this year. Hey, I'm Josh. I am the head Hi, writer Josh. for... Hi, Josh. Ooh. Hi, Josh. Uh, I'm the head writer of one of the Telecasters shows, uh, The Giraffe House, which um, was kind of a dream come true when uh, the previous head writer said, hey, I want you to be head writer. I kind of cried uh, when Aww. I first found out. Yeah. And um, I've just been trying to change a lot with writers meetings, with the community, just trying to get people together. And, um, you know, when I jumped on board of this ship of being on the podcast, you guys wel- welcomed me with open arms and uh, Danny as well. How, how is Giraffe House doing? We spent a little while on the bone lot, but. Giraffe House is doing really good. Um, you know, George McNeil and Sarah Kaczynski are our producers right now. Uh, one of our producers is overseas, uh, just living it up. Um, but we are doing our first ever trilogy, which is kind of crazy it's been a lot we've been filming like every sunday for the past couple weeks and uh it's coming along i've been doing the lighting for that which was super fun speaking of that the pictures i've seen it looks hella dope thank mm-hmm. you I, advanced lighting yes sir yep, advanced <laughs> lighting camera really hard class but really good 
because um, you learn so much. But it's been a joy this year, just like seeing Giraffe House itself grow along with everyone else. So, yeah, I've really liked being on set for a lot of the Giraffe House shoots. Uh, like sideshow is a bit more organized, it seems like most of the time. But I mean, at Giraffe House shoots, we shoved nine people in your bathroom. Oh yeah, because put... they're the probably the most organized and the most like we're making different films. <laughs> Whereas like everything else has like a stick. Um. Yeah, Sideshow yeah. is definitely the most, like, variety, I'd say, in content. Yeah. But. Well, Turn's, turn's getting there. The problem, yeah, I, the problem, I think Turn just turn just put on Meet Cute. Uh, watch Meet really Cute. really good. Yeah. The ending was, <clears throat> shout out to Daniel Isabella. You did a great job. Yep. Yes. This script is called Bird Scooter. It's by Dylan, so we're actually doing a script of someone we have on the podcast today, and this was made for Beaumont Bulletin. Yeah, fun fact, uh, not only was this my first script that, I ever wrote for Beaumont. It was the first script I'd ever written, like in my entire life. So for really, so and and it kind of shows too. Like the writing's kind (laughs) of trash, but um, I thought it was funny. This was over a year ago, right? Oh yeah, this was like probably like September of my freshman year. Wow. Wow. At least it's formatted properly. Yeah, Yeah. very true. Yeah, once I got the formatting done, I kind of just like, oh, how? I mean, there are still people that like can't do that, so that's impressive for your first script. Yeah, even so, though it does it for you. So uh, you want to you want to cast it out? <laughs> all, yeah. all two rolls. All, all, all two, two rolls. Um, let's see. Uh, one. Yeah. Do you want Do you want to be the host or do you want to be um the? That's too much of a decision. Make it for me. Uh, you can you can be um you can be the host. Sweet. I'll be uh Jacob Pollitt. <laughs> I will read the title and that one description I saw. Nice. Awesome. So this is Bird Scooter by Dylan Berg. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On tonight's episode, we will be discussing the uprising of the newly trending bird scooters. Here with me tonight is Jacob Pollitt to defend his stance on whether or not these scooters are worth staying on campus. Ah, thanks for having me, Chief. Uh, can I just real quick start off by saying how fine you look tonight? Um, you know the cameras are rolling, right? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> how disrespectful of me. Uh, what I meant to say was, uh, you looking hella fine tonight. God damn. <laughs> as flattered as I am by that chivalrous comment, uh, how will we start the discussion on bird scooters? You know, the reason why you're here in the first place. Ah, uh, you're right, you're right. My apologies. Yeah, hey, uh, real quick, uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to just uh, give my intro for today's vlog real quick. Uh, you know, I got to keep my cloud game strong, you know, you feel? Well, like I just said, our cameras are already rolling. Jacob popping, pulls like... out his phone camera and begins vlogging. Maybe we can include footage from his vlog intro switching from our cameras from his, I was very his camera specific. and back to our cameras. The longest parenthetical I've ever seen. It's, it should have just been literally, literally six lines. It should have just been an action line. Hey, don't don't this mess my... with his vision, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just don't trying to communicate my literal exact vision. Yeah, yeah. All right, Quinn. What's poppin' licking? It's your boy Jacob Pollock coming at you guys with another epic vlog from the one and only Beaumont Bulletin Studio. I'm here with my 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 boy uh, Noah. Uh, say a little something to the camera. I'd rather just start the interview already. I don't know why this has to be so hard. <laughs> That's what she said. Am I right, Lick Gang? Anyways, uh, I'm finished smash today's discuss, uh, discussion. I'll catch you guys in a bit. Remember, hashtag Lick Gang for life. All right, let's get it. He covers the camera with other hand to unplugged and turns to host. Finally. Now, without further ado, and before I lose my will to live, let's begin tonight's discussion, shall we? Now, Jacob, I'm sure you're familiar with the new bird scooters that students have been riding around campus, correct? Correct the mando, muchacho. All right, then. 
So what are your opinions on the recent surge of these scooters on campus? I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. I think they're dope as hell. They're like those uh those Razor scooters from when we were kids, except uh they went through that machine that made uh, Captain America swole AF, and now they can move on their own. Thing is, got to pay for them to do it, though. It's kind of like spending money to be your own Uber driver, you know? It's pretty meta when you think about it. Surprisingly enough, that was kind of a valid point. Have you ever ridden one of these scooters before, and do you think they live up to the hype? As a matter of fact, I have, but only once, though. I would have got, I would have given them a try uh, sooner if I could have even got one. I see people riding them all the time, but whenever they're done, they just yeet those bitches <laughs> wherever the hell they please, uh, leaving people like me to spend more time searching from east to west <laughs> all over campus <laughs> than I would if I were to actually walk into class, you know, like an old school G. That's unfortunate to hear, Jacob. What were your thoughts then when you finally got to ride one, though? All right, let me tell you, Chief. After paying my $1 fee... I felt like I was a king skirting past all those peasant students. I saw a couple people giving me dirty looks since I guess I was zooming too fast past them or something. But uh, you know what I say dealing with them haters? Just dab on them. <laughs> Don't hate the play. Hate the game, sweethearts. Well, that was quite wild. You'd think by now I'd expect such a response, but I suppose hindsight in 2020 is 2020. To wrap things up, do you have any final thoughts on bird scooters and whether you think they should stay on campus or if you think the rest of them should be impounded like they have been in other cities? Well, I do have one last thing to say. Those little birdie scooters sure aren't good for popping tricks like the mother scooters. On the flip side, though, probably be a lot harder to hit your ankle on one of them bad boys. Absolute units, am I right? Well, folks, I think there's nothing more that needs to be said, or should be said for that matter. It's been quite the experience having you here, Jacob. I'm your host, Noah, and thank you all for tuning in. Hey, uh, do you have a micro USB charger on you? My vape just died. Goodbye, Jacob. It sounded so threatening. Bravo. I, I just want you to know, I highlighted one thing on the entire thing. It was when I died, and it was um, leaving people like me to spend more time searching from east to west. I died as soon as you said that, because like, I love the SpongeBob so reference, and it's just yeah. so dumb. That's a SpongeBob yeah. reference? Yeah. yeah. East. east. I, I thought, thought you said, said west. <laughs> this is really funny. It actually I, is. I like this a lot. I think I just tried too hard. Trying to make Jacob Paul's character or the Jacob into Logan Paul. Yeah. So, okay. So this was like my dumb brain did not catch on to that. Jacob, Jacob Paul. Jacob Paul it. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, that's a Jacob Paul reference. Jake yeah. Paul lit. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. It. Jacob Paul lit. Yeah. This was when um he was like popping. Popping. Yeah. You know, before as, he, as the kids would say. Yeah. Before he started <clears throat> boxing everyone, you think? Oh yeah. Mary Tana Mojo. Oh, yeah. yeah, before yeah, before he started. Before um, he found true love, I think is what you meant to say. <laughs> so before he realized it was about the friends he made in the end and not the destination. <laughs> yeah, it only took him about like eight people leaving his app. Only took <laughs> Tea's ready. <laughs> yeah, sorry, a car just peeled off in our studio. <laughs> Somebody's uh, got to get new tires. <laughs> so. So why wasn't this made? Was it just like, um, you know? I think there were just other better scripts at the time. Like when I submitted this, this was probably like um, one of like five or six scripts that was like submitted and right. it just didn't get chosen. And then okay. we kept pushing it off. I think we had like an alfresco, um, which if you remember from like the last episode or if you haven't seen it, basically alfrescos, um, any of the shoots for Beaumont that uh, take place outside of the studio. Um, so I think we had one of those lined up the week after and 
the more we kept pushing it off, the less relevant that the bird scooters were being relevant because mm-hmm. they weren't even really on campus for that long. And it kind of just died out. And It was like less yeah, of a semester. Th- there was yeah. a bird genocide real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like by the time like we even like had time to even do this, this was probably like a month after I wrote it, like into October and it wasn't even like relevant anymore. So I was kind of just like, mm-hmm. we're kind of beating a dead horse if we do this. That That's one of the tough parts about uh, Beaumont. You'd really have to stay up to date because if things are even, you know, let's say a week old by the time you start making them. No one's them, gonna care. Yeah. No one's gonna care because you're gonna release it probably about a week and a half later and that's really not gonna be relevant. So it's super hard to keep up to date, yeah. you know? And even if it right. is like funny, We'll like by that time we'll have other material lined up that's mm-hmm. even more relevant and topical that people and our are going to pay attention to. Later, so it's like then it's exactly just like yeah. Less yeah. Relevant. yeah and that was another thing like it would have been literally like over a month after the bird scooters came so it's like why even do this? <laughs> hey guys, guys, I heard about this new thing. It's called a bird scooter. It's called a bird scooter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think honestly, you know, this script was really good. It was just you know that. It was the chaos of like the, whether or not the birds are actually going to be on campus. You know how relevant is this script? And because a lot of times, what will happen is we'll have you know Beaumont scripts be submitted, and they're relevant, but maybe only maybe they're relevant within the past month. Whereas yep. someone else will submit something that'll be relevant in the past like three days, and you have to do that first because otherwise, you know, that's going to be taken away. You got to For- eat which food is going to go bad first. I mean, no, that's yeah. It's not a bad description. We had a uh, what? Um, Ellison. I didn't make sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. I just made it up. That's I, I think she just made it up. But like uh, one of our writers, Ellison Winterstein, wrote a bit called "Biden Calls," and it's a really funny bit involving Joe Biden calling Obama a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that has stayed relevant for about you know a month and a half because of the presidential, you know, like the Democratic, you know, running. Like the was it the presidential? I don't campaign. know. The debates, the campaigns yeah, the of all these Democrats. The thing where they yell at each other. Yeah. yeah. So the we've been able we've been able to push that off for about a month and a half and now we finally made it, but it's still relevant because it's something that's still going on. So but it's it's hard to come by those scripts because those are like a diamond yeah. in the rough. This reminds me of like the um this isn't gonna make sense. It reminds me of like uh the Bogue bike lane, which was only around last semester and now it doesn't exist anymore. Um which if none of you know, uh Bogue Street, uh is like two lanes and they completely changed one lane to be a bike lane and it was like why would you do that because all the cars are now piling up and barely anyone used the bike lane in the first place and it just kind of ruined the flow of traffic and it became way more dangerous because um if you tried to turn onto a street you had to watch if you tried to turn on the boat you would have to watch out for pedestrians you would watch out to uh, for bikers going one way and the other way. To, like, you would order... have to watch for cars coming one day and you'd have to watch for cars going the other way. That's four things you have to keep track of just because the spike lane exists. Now mm-hmm. they got rid of it because they were like, oh yeah, that's dumb because it's dangerous. <laughs> uh, we don't want to hurt our college students. And it's just like, it was literally only there for a semester. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that if someone wrote a script about the boat bike lane, then you know, it would only be relevant yeah. during that time. And that might also affect, uh, you know, the replay value of exactly. certain videos. Like you're not going to, I highly doubt anyone's going to go back to, unless it's really, really good, like a Beaumont video from, you know, six months ago. Right. It's not going to be about something. They might even forget, like, what it was about in the first place, you know? Yeah. It's just not going to be relevant. But a lot of that is um, a lot with, like, our like our headlines, like, specifically. But, I mean, with this one, it was, like, an interview that mm-hmm. is obviously very topical. But if, like, the more broad it is, the more replay, replay yeah. value it has. But I think with just a lot of our content in general, like... 
it's just kind of something that I do have, have to, to say, even though this is your first script, it's still like really, it's pretty good for a it first good, like yeah. ever. Like that's really good. <laughs> this was back during when like literally every single script involved some kind of Chad character, like the oh, yeah. little yeah. frat boy ar- archetype. That was mm-hmm. like every single character that we did. Mm-hmm. All right, so <laughs> that one do? was from Beaumont. So uh, if you want to check out any of their stuff that actually got made, check out their Facebook, just the Beaumont Bulletin. And their Instagram is the longest in the world. Thanks, Rebecca. It's the Beaumont Bulletin Network. We also have a Twitter, too. It's your fault. Uh, It's the Beaumont Bulletin, and I've been tweeting on it recently. So, Yeah, so this is Sexy Sax by Ellison Winterstein, our next script. And um, who wants to be Lindsay? Uh, Rebecca, can you be Lindsay? Yes. Brett? Is there any reason you picked Rebecca to be Lindsay? No. Okay, uh, Rebecca. <laughs> no, sorry, uh, Brett. Can you be Fernando? I I'll try my best. Just just be normal. And then um, <laughs> Noah, can you be Saxman? Yes. And Dylan, can you be Will? Yeah, sure. Cool. And I'll just uh, I'll read it out. So here we go. Interior apartment night. Lindsay sits at a table with Fernando, an incredibly handsome man. Candles sit all around them, and a sexy sax music plays in the background. Oh, Fernando, tonight has been wonderful. See. Lindsay leans in to kiss him. The sax music suddenly stops, causing her to look across the room. Hold on. Lindsay gets up and walks across the room to where sax man is standing. What? Why'd you stop? I, uh, uh. He was about to get hot and heavy, and you just dropped the mood. Please, I'm really uncomfortable with this. Can I just go? No. Mama needs to get laid tonight, and I need your music playing to do it. Why? Lindsay points at Fernando. Because that gorgeous hunk of a man meat doesn't speak a word of English and I need a way to communicate how much I want to get it on. So play. The sax man begins playing again as Lindsay walks back over to Fernando. And don't you dare stop. She sits down. Now, where were we? They lean in again as the sax man looks even more flustered. Montage. Lindsay and Fernando feed each other grapes as Saxman awkwardly plays in the background. Lindsay and Fernando gaze over a balcony while holding each other as the Saxman plays on the ground below them. Lindsay gives Fernando a massage as the Saxman still plays. He stops to take a breath for a moment. Lindsay stares daggers at him, causing him to start playing again. Lindsay leans Fernando into her bedroom, then beckons the Saxman to follow. <laughs> He shakes his head no. She shakes her head yes. He shakes his head no even harder. She holds up a fist at him. He steps forward a little, then runs away. She chases after him. End of the montage. Lindsay steps out of her bedroom looking disheveled. She gets a glass of water, then looks over to the sax man, who is is tied to a chair with his sax in his hands on the other side of the room. Why'd you stop playing? Please, just let me go. I'm not done yet. I I speak... Fluent Spanish. I could translate for you. This, this is better. She walks into the bedroom. The camera pans down to reveal Will sitting on the floor nearby looking terrified. Trust me. She gets like this sometimes. Just let her tie herself out and... Condom a blind boy! Will bolts up. Coming! (laughs) That's actually really good. I really like that a lot. That's a good ending. It is pretty funny. Because you guys get it? Mm -hmm. Get it? (laughs) Get it? We're not explaining it because we can't, but get it? I I I I think they got it. <laughs> yeah, so um You said Ellison wrote this? Ellison wrote this. I really like it. It's Good pretty job, funny. Uh, yeah. I I like this script. Um I felt bad cuz I was the one who told him, "Eh, clean it up a little bit." Um but Dream Crusher. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't trying to be a dream <laughs> crusher. It was more of just like um there were a couple other scripts where I was just 
like, yeah, those would work better because this one, it requires two extras and a lot of props, like a saxophone and glasses of water, which glass of water is not that hard, but the saxophone is the biggest thing. That montage seems difficult. The montage is very difficult, which is, you know, one of them is a balcony. So you have to find a location with a balcony and it's just a lot, but it is good. I, I, I want a second version of it. I think it's really hard to, you know, I think one, probably the easiest part about making a script is making it and then editing it, at least for me, and I think a lot of other people can say the same, is the hardest part. Like, once you're done, you just want to be made or you want to forget about it, you know? It's hard to go back and, like, cut a page out and change it because, you know, it it just hurts. My favorite part is writing an end. Hmm. That's your favorite part? No, it's a joke because Noah sometimes doesn't know how to write endings to his scripts. I, I never know how to write yeah, endings. Sometimes might be a bit of an understatement. Yeah. Like almost every script I write for Sideshow, I'm just like, please, but dear when you Lord, do write an end, me. when you do write an end or when the end does come around, it's always like the weight was yeah, good. Chef's it case. aged like fine mm-hmm. wine. Thank you, thank you. But I feel like um, that's probably why Ellison hasn't gotten back to this because it, it is just very difficult to sit down yeah. and bring. Because you know, when when at least for me, I think probably for Ellison too because we talked about this. When we're writing, we get into like a serious like flow state, you know, because he'll tell me he'll finish scripts in 30 minutes. You get in his own. He cranks them out. He cranks them out. But I think you have to be in that same mindset with that one script in order to fix it. And that's really hard to find again once you've lost it. Yeah, especially if you're doing this over like the course of like a week or even like a couple weeks. It's hard to like rechannel in what you were originally getting. It's like jumping back on the same thought train that has already left like two weeks ago. Yeah. And one of the one of the biggest things where I um you know I talked to Ellison and I was like eh, I don't think it would be good is because um you know when you one of the biggest things I tell people which it sounds harsh but it, I I never try to make it sound harsh is uh you know specifically for Giraffe House I'll say um you write for Giraffe House you write for your show and you know our show we shoot on Sundays we shoot two scripts so this one it seems like a lot you know, to handle because we have that whole montage sequence. There's a lot of shots potential that you would have to do and you would have to work with time on another video that would have to be produced in the same day and all in the time span of like from 10 to three. And, you know, that is a lot. So if we did stuff where it was like we had one script per day, then it would make more sense. But since we're doing two every day or every other week, it's just like, that was one of my key things where I just went, mm, maybe I not. I think my opinion on this is I think it's a very good script. Allison did a good job with yes. it. I think it makes more sense to me in the context of a sideshow sketch, mm-hmm. not yeah. Giraffe House. Because I, especially with the extras that aren't the four main characters and only using two of the main characters, which I know I'll, some sketches only use two of the characters, but I feel like it just makes more sense. Yeah, this is definitely, like, guest actor heavy, which I think would be beneficial for Sideshow. I would definitely recommend that this be put Mm -hmm. through Sideshow. I I feel like this is also not as much of a slice of life as Giraffe House usually is. I feel like Giraffe House is a lot of, like, just goopy things that could happen in someone's daily life, you know? (laughs) We're so quirky. We're quirky. quirky. We're the marching band. Oh, yeah, like the zombie one. Oh yeah, Ellison wrote that one too. Oh, I was nice. in that one. That was my acting that. debut. Yeah, I, was I think I think debut. you told me that, and immediately I went to go watch it. That was oh, in, that was at my house. Glad. So we filmed in my house, which was <laughs> I got fun. to attack Will during that. That was a that was a good day. <laughs> it was a good day. 
Quick plug for Giraffe House. Uh, their Facebook is The Giraffe House, and Instagram is Giraffe House MSU. Uh, they've been putting a lot of uh, really cool stuff. The Cosmic Saga, do you know when that starts airing? Uh, I'm not sure when that starts airing, but our first trilogy is coming out. We will put a prologue out very soon, and it's very exciting because, you know, our Telecaster show is putting our first trilogy out, and we hope everyone Ooh. likes it. I've been really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm it's, excited. It's been a lot of fun Good and a idea. lot of work that has been put into it. So, we're excited. Yay. Yes. Yay. All right, and that's the end of Pitch Graveyard. So, we're going to hand it over to Rebecca for the entertainment section. Do, 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 do. Hello, I'm Rebecca Sharp. And this is the- Wait, really? <laughs> You're Rebecca? <laughs> What's up? Um, so, let's see some stuff that we have written down. Um, Oscars. Let's talk about it. Ooh, I think hot take. They went really well this year. I think Parasite deserved every single award that it got, and I'm very, I'm very surprised with the Academy for actually going through and giving the awards to who, for the most part, who should get it. The animation one was BS, though. Completely. I forgot. You didn't like. You didn't like Hair Love. I no, 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 no. I'm the fine. I'm fine with Hair Love. I'm talking about like animated feature film. Oh, Toy sorry, Story yeah. Four. Oh, yeah, I didn't agree with that. Because I, I watched yeah, all yeah. of them, and, like, Toy Story 4 was by far the worst of all of them. And I'm not saying it's Hot bad. Take. Toy Story 4 was really good. I didn't remember what the other uh, One of them were. was, I think I lost my body. Yeah. Uh, which is... I just to see that. It's, it's really... I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to look them up real quick. <laughs> Shout because... out Claws. That's what... Uh, oh, the Claws one that was the one. one. Yeah, Claws was good. I don't yeah. like Christmas movie that much, so I didn't watch it, but is it worth watching? Like, it's even kind of though it's past I, I watched it during Christmas, so it's like, I, I guess I was I'm not going to get the same vibes. From I'm going to get the know? same vibe. I am a okay with that. But the, but the thing is, like, just, you know, Toy Story 4, I'm glad it happened. It was a fun time in the theater. I that movie out. does not need to exist. Yeah, yeah. I know. think Toy Story 3, like, had decent closure. Yeah, I it think did, it actually. On it yeah, the there was uh, Kloss, Toy Story 4, I, I Lost My Body, Missing Link, uh, How to Train Ooh, Your Dragon, The Hidden Missing World. Missing Link. I um, want to see that. Missing Link looks really good. I haven't seen it. Doesn't it have Hugh Jackman? It does have Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And, and that's by Leit- Leitka. I'm not probably not pronouncing it, it right. Uh, like the ones like that made, like, yeah, Coraline and yep. uh, the, oh, what was it called? Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo was oh, amazing. They're re- yeah, amazing. they're if you guys have not checked out that studio, they worked their butts off doing 3D, uh, sorry, like Claymation. Claymation. Mm-hmm. And they're probably, I think, one of the only people that do it now. Yeah, and I think that's... More or less, kind of a lost way of yeah. doing but stuff. It, and I Coraline, I think, it's Fantastic Mr. Yeah. Fox too. Ooh. Oh, that was a good movie. I'm I just love Fantastic. Mr. I'm looking Fox. at Missing Link, and it related are Yeti movies, and it has Small Food, Abomination, or Abominable. Small what? Uh, chill out, Scooby Doo, and then Monsters Inc. What was it? Small what? <laughs> small what? Small foot. Small what? You said food. Small food. <laughs> it's my accent. It's my small food. Small food. Mm. <laughs> Also, why did Eminem perform at the Oh, Oscars? my God. It was why? so funny because we were all at the Telecasters viewing party of the Oscars, right? Shout out to Sarah Kuczynski yep. for throwing that together. Good job, Sarah. That was a great party. It was a great party. It was so funny because we were watching the Oscars and Eminem's movie of, like, uh, came Eight on. Mile. Yeah, 8 Mile uh, came on. And, um, you know, it's, like, up there. And it's it's doing the thing where it's relating the, the movies to the songs and how you can't do that. And I just went, I can't wait for Eminem to just burst out on screen. And it, it kept going and going. I was like, Eminem's been on the screen for a really long time. And then he performed. And I went, wow. He literally rose yes. from underneath the <laughs> yeah. stage. I mean, some of you saw my post, which was, I love Oscar nominee Eminem. 
and it was just he yeah. just came out of nowhere. It really swept the floor. Yeah. See, I feel like performed is a very generous word to use. He did <laughs> yeah, not. he kept running out of breath, I noticed. We, like, yeah, the, the thing is, the dude's almost 50 now, and they're asking him to perform a song that came out 18 years ago. That's yeah. an awfully hot coffee pot. That's an awfully hot <laughs> coffee pot. Should I touch it? Probably not. That's an actual lyric by Bars. him. I know, but Bars. It's so, funny. so the thing is, you can like visibly see him not lip syncing any of the words correctly. <laughs> And it was just it was just embarrassing. Like, can this guy like just you know, kind of fade out? Please? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, crap on much. Eminem. Like, he is a good artist, and he does put out a lot of good stuff. But it, nothing against him. It's just like it didn't make sense. I don't mm. know why. It was very weird. It was it was very weird, and it came out of nowhere. I think it was to just try to get people like surprised and wanting to tune in next year to see yeah. what other random artists they were gonna get that Whoa, is probably so relevant. Speaking of random art artist, uh, Billie Eilish, uh, I don't know about Holy you guys, I, I almost cried when she uh, performed yesterday. Did you that say eyelash? eyelash? She did say Billie. She has Billie an eyelash. eyelash. You know, she's in that new movie, Small Food. Billie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast where we bully Josh. <laughs> anyway, so back to the Oscars. How about that little cats, uh, little cats bit that they did? I missed no, no, that wait, let's go because to I Billie ran eyelash. to the vending machine yeah. and then oh, came yeah. back. He needed his yeah. Milky Way. Okay, like... It was funny. It wasn't. I, in my opinion, it was like it was just so like it was almost like pathetic. Well, it, it was them. The, to me, at least, I interpreted it as them laughing at their own mistakes. You know, they didn't realize it like it wasn't we, like I. I saw this tweet and it was like something about dissing on, like they were like, "Oh wow, it's so cool that James Corden and Rebel Wilson were dissing on the animation team who got laid off and they put so much hard work into it." That's true. It. And it made me yeah. sad. It made me sad. Yeah, it was a low it's, blow. It really was a low blow. Yeah, and everyone, I feel like everyone in the audience was just kind of cringing too. Like it wasn't even like a funny cringe. Yeah, the animation team, like you know, I think some some one tweet said like, "Oh, I you know, it seems really classy." They probably talked about how I worked eighty hours a week yeah, until that, they that was like the tweet. laid me off. That okay. was the tweet. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It made me sad. The thing is, animation is just so like hunted people, down and just people like, don't realize how much work goes into mm -hmm. stuff. Like I've, I've seen some of my friends here take animation classes, and even just the most rudimentary stuff lot. is hours upon hours of work. Yeah, you like know? our our friend, um, Noah and I's friend Peter, he's in the um, game design program and media and information, and I've seen like some of the homework that he's had to do. Oh my God. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's like a, like a 230 class, too. Exactly. And he's also, he's in acapella with me, and he's in the Spartan, Spartan marching band. Like, this dude wow. doesn't sleep sometimes. Sleep is an they option have for Peter. Many talents. Yeah. Um, well, so you cried during the Billie Eilish thing? Yeah. Her voice um, is. Oh, did you, any of you hear the Bond song? No. She, does, she does the new James Bond song for. I have not heard it. No I'm Time to Die. And I listened to it last night, like, closed my eyes, and I just sat there and I got chills. It's so good. Anyway, but Billie Eilish has an angelic voice. Yeah, I don't she listen to her that much, nice but um, when she performed yesterday, I like... There was that... so much like melancholy and well, sadness in her voice. Yeah. Well, well I feel yeah. like that was also in combination with, you know, showing a bunch Understand. of Understand. I'm just saying the, the whole like performance yeah. experience. And it was just, you know, seeing everyone pop up and like uh, my biggest thing was Terry from uh, Monty Python had mm -hmm. passed and seeing him on stage or seeing him on the screen, I just like just kind of like wallowed in my chair yeah. for a little bit. And, um, you know, it's, she performed it so well. And I, you know, thank you for doing that. Um, because Billy. it was, we know you're listening. Billy. Yeah, we know thank you're listening. You. But, um, it was, it was Bless very well you. done. Phineas, you're pretty cool too. 
Oh, yeah. Mm. You guys are like a cool tag team, which very I found good. out, which is very nice. Um, he also has his own solo career, and he's he's pretty good. Ooh. Um, What was I going to say about Billy Eilish? I don't know. Oh, I saw this tweet about like the whole like slideshow, like remembering all the actors and people in the industry. And it made me sad because someone pointed out they didn't put Cameron Boyce up there. And even though he wasn't as big as oh, some of those people yeah. that were up oh, yeah. there, like... That like especially that for my one really sister. screwed me up when I found. Yeah. Was, he, yeah. wait, was he in movies though? Yeah, he's yeah. been. He was like in Grown Ups. He was in Grown Ups. Oh, okay, he's like okay. a young. I, okay. he, he was around our age. Yeah, he he's like twenty. Yeah. when he died, he was upcoming. Hmm. That made me so yeah, sad. Yeah, he, he would have been turning like twenty-one or twenty-two this year. Like mm. yeah, and it, it made me so sad. And he was very big on Disney and a lot of those movies and stuff like that. I don't know. Shout out Jesse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen all the like? Toxic waste from Twitter after the Oscars about how like Parasite had like oh my god yeah. sweet the, who that you know that one tweet the guy yelling that guy yeah that guy, that guy. Yeah. that guy yeah um yeah I I remember Dylan you showed me the tweets coming from that guy and, yeah I um, quote tweeted it I was I, like this is a like awful take like yeah. he was basically like not hiding his racism at all yeah. like he just straight but out I just you know, don't. Uh, like there was some YouTube video I saw where some guy was ranting about the fact that Parasite shouldn't have been able to win like best foreign picture and then best picture, and because you can only be one or the other. Yeah, because you can only guy. be one or the other. Which I think was and so... he he was one of those guys that was like, I think Joker was the best movie like ever made. And then everything yeah. made yeah. sense you know about funny? that video with, with with that guy. He's like, yeah, I didn't watch I didn't watch Parasite at all, yeah. but. <laughs> Here's the thing. Joker should have won because it talks about, you know, the separation between, you know, the poor, the people who don't have anything, and the rich who, you know, just look down upon us. And that's exactly what Parasite's about. Which I actually just watched for the first time on Thursday. I watched it for the first time on Thursday. Shout out to Andrew Justice for buying that movie. And holy cow, that's probably one like probably my favorite Honestly, one of the one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it was so good. As someone who has not seen it, I can still respect uh, what it is because it's it's one of those movies where I know nothing about it, and it's just every time someone says, "Oh, did you see Parasite?" I'm like, "Don't even say anything. I don't even want to know." There's a lot of movies I haven't seen this year that I really want to see, and like Parasite's one of them. Uh, 1917 is another. Same. Yes. Um, The Lighthouse I have not seen, which and... is on RHA that Sarah was saying. Mm-hmm. And I, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like those I need to see so bad. So was Joker apparently too. Joker is oh. really. I've seen Joker. Joker's really good. I can understand why I wouldn't win. But I'm so happy that it won uh, uh, best, best actor, best actor, uh, and score. Joaquin Phoenix, 100% deserves it, He's and the looking. best score. It absolutely deserves a score. Mm. The score is amazing. That, that, that's why I said earlier that I think the Oscars, for the most part, kind of nailed it this yeah. year. The you Oscars, know. I really enjoyed this year. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have anything where I was like, yeah, that's bad. I mean, the Eminem thing was weird, but like it wasn't bad. <laughs> um, and then you know, Toy Story four, I'm like. Uh, okay. I think that I mean, one off nostalgia points for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Let's talk about Hair Love. Did it, oh, how I, many of I, you guys you know, seen it? I just saw it uh, like the, the day, day after. after the Oscars. How many of you guys seen it? It was amazing. I, I loved it. Okay. I remember like it came up on, I think it was YouTube. It literally just came up and I'm like, I like watching like Pixar shorts and stuff like that. And like, like those CN, like uh, Cartoon Network, like pilot, like yeah. clips yep. they always post. So I'm like, oh cool. It's something else that's animation. Not even thinking that it was that big. I thought it was just something that just popped up on my recommended, but it was so good and it made me tear up and it was such yeah, a sweet. I, it was yeah, very little, emotional. Oh, it was so good. 
it definitely deserved all the praise it got mm. in the award. I think uh, if Hair Love did not win, Kitbull should have won that. That was, one. That, was, that, that was one. Amazing so short. That one hits home. By Pixar. Because my sister has a uh, dog that's part pit bull, and there's just, uh, it just sucks that there's so much stigma around yeah. those dogs. Yeah, I love pit bulls. Uh, there's a thing on Dale. There's a thing called Pity Nation, which I watch, and I'm just like, oh, it's all, it's all about pit bulls. Um, and uh, Pity Nation. <laughs> sounds like it'd be a lot of different things. Yeah. Pity Nation, yeah. Like, hey, look is it, at is sad it about armpits? Yeah. Is it about pit bulls? Is it about pity? Is it about oh, armpits? No. Is it about the uh, the great store Pita Pit? <laughs> Yo, the food in Parasite though looks scrumptious. Like delicious. everything is so and good. I, and I was it was full definitely more. It. it was definitely more of a dark comedy than I expected, but it was mm-hmm. like so well written. It's mm-hmm. so good. And this isn't a spoiler or anything, but the very first shot of the movie and the very last shot of the movie are the same. Yeah. And that you point you and Andrew pointed that out, and I totally missed it, and I thought about it after, but I Just was like, "Just film guy things." You know. <laughs> um, 1917 does the exact same thing. But it it just it was it was like the whole storyline. It's from where the characters are at the beginning to the very end is so completely different. Also, have it, you guys seen the posters for Parasite? No. Like no. seriously, look up Parasite mm-hmm. posters. Those things are sick. They're Do my- we have any closing remarks? Oscars, I was about to stop watching you. I was one bad year away from stopping watching you completely. Good job. Yeah, y'all turned it around. This was the first time I think I've actually watched the Oscars, like, Like closely. Yeah, Yeah, just because of the event, Mm because I was about to go home and go on with my merry little life. But, you know, it it was worth it, even though I haven't seen half the movies and stuff. It made me want to watch everything that I didn't watch. Same. Yeah. I gotta go watch Parasite now. Yep, same. I would watch it again. It. Go watch Birds of Prey. Oh yeah, I want to see that too. <laughs> okay, yeah. So thank you so much, Dylan and Noah, for joining us. Yeah, thanks us. for having us. Um, thank awesome. you so much for having us. And <laughs> you... sorry, do I need to repeat Noah, myself? Noah just <laughs> like thank you. Well, I well I forgot I need to say it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> shout out to everyone on Telecasters. Uh, thank you so much for putting this podcast together. This everyone, isn't your eulogy. You can calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so Fuck Dylan, off, how, did, how did you feel? Yeah, this was awesome. I've been wanting to be on a podcast for a little while now, and this was like so fun. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, this was yeah, fun. Thank you, guys. A great time. Okay, we can stop saying thank you because she's going thank back you, and thank forth. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Well, okay, that's it. Um, follow Nearly Clickbait on our Instagram. It's at Nearly Clickbait Podcast. Um, we're posting some behind the scenes stuff on there and some fun little goofs and gags. That's about it. We look forward to letting you listen to us in the future talk about everything.